Hello, and welcome to Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We are not experts, uh, or this is not an educational podcast. Uh, Just think of us as your friends that are just hanging out, talking about sci-fi, horror, fantasy movies, and uh, you're just sitting and listening, and I hope you enjoy that. Uh, this is over Rise of the Planet of the Apes. We've been going through these Planet of the Apes movies with the 66 bonus episode for Beneath the Planet of the Apes, as well as uh, the 2001 Tim Burton remake. You can go find all of those on our website, geeksinomapod.com. But um, also, this movie right now, Rise. We are finally at the point, and there are, of course, spoilers for the movie, just for a warning. As well as major spoilers for Tourist Trap. And if you want to skip that, just once we get to talking about it, skip forward two minutes. Uh, Escape from the Planet of the Apes. And if you want to skip that one, just skip forward six and a half minutes from the beginning of when we talk about it. And King Kong. But I'm sure you already know about that one. And minor spoilers for Alien Covenant, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. So... Enjoy the conversation. A lot of ape movies. I watched like <laughs> 20 minutes of that you one clown movie something. that you mentioned forever ago. Clown. 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 Like 20 minutes of it. Did you even finish it? No. Why? Well, because it wasn't my idea. Like I was mm. hanging out with my, my, my lady friend and she like just randomly clicked on something on Netflix. Too f- fast enough to where I didn't see what it was. <laughs> Do and she thought she was going to be sneaky about it. Like, it would slowly sure, just show sure. up. But it immediately just starts with those clown things, you mm-hmm. know? And then more clown things. And then it just shows the title of the movie. And she's like, well, that didn't, that kind of defeated the purpose of me clicking on it really fast. But So you didn't finish it. Why? She got too scared. I was fine with it. It is the most terrifying clown movie you'll ever see. Yeah, it, like, it looked like it was leading up to it. It gets so tension heavy. The like place, I'm sure the new It movie, will, the remake, mm-hmm. will probably live up to it. But The place where we stopped, where she just couldn't handle it anymore, maybe she has a problem with feet, but it's when his foot, like... Yeah, starts mutating. Yeah, and it's after he yeah. coughed up that blood on the uh, the window shield. So you didn't get to the part like in the, the woods or anything shield. yet? No. Oh man, yeah. that scene. In yeah, the after woods. you described it all, I just went and read the whole plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't care to watch that. Right. <laughs> it was something. It yeah. was very interesting. It's yeah, it's pretty pretty terrifying. Did you watch anything else? Mm, we did. I don't think so. Kendall, what did you watch? We watched a TV series. Oh, yeah, we binged. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to watch any movies because we liked the movie, the cult classic comedy, Wet Hot American Summer. And oh, so, so we went and watched the series based on it. The first it's very funny. Huh. Very it was very funny. Interesting humor. All right. Um, more your humor or more your humor? It's definitely something I wouldn't have liked back in, like, high school because it's very almost anti-humor okay. t- style. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was fun. It was very I was interesting the whole thing. role they added in because it was back in 2000. The movie had all these now stars like Bradley Cooper. He mm-hmm. it was his first movie, right? Uh, and Amy Poehler had just started on SNL, but now they've added. They went ahead and threw John Hamm and Chris Pine in the movie. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and then a few other big Kristen stars. Wig. Yeah, Kristen Wiig. That's but, cool. So, 
It was fun. Huh. Very, mm. very interesting. Don't watch it if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> yeah, watch the movie first. It makes the series funnier. I kind of made that mistake. <laughs> I watched at least three episodes of it before hmm. watching it's the not movie. F- I, I feel like it wouldn't be as funny at all. Like, gotcha. you would just be like, what? <laughs> what but didn't it? get to watch any movies, so. No. Other than the apes. Other than being, or Escape from the Planet of the Apes. I watched one movie. I gotta tell you Besides about the it. eight movies, um, I watched it last night. Uh, just my neighbors were setting off fireworks, so I couldn't sleep. Ooh. So, which I live in the city, and that shouldn't be a thing, but whatever. So I watched this film called Tourist Trap from 1979, and it's something that like I'd only seen the VHS cover art for, and it always creeped me out as a kid. I was like, that looks interesting, but I'd always think like I'll get to it later. Mm-hmm. Cavity Colors is doing like a was doing like a t-shirt and pin thing for it. So I was like, you know what? I was like, I'll check it out because they when they posted that they were doing that, they put a little bit of the music with it, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. So it's creepy, it's kind of fun, and it's just it's just a weird movie. Um, it's essentially about a guy who uh, who's an older man who has a split personality. He's telepathic and um, likes to cross dress too. Uh, and and like it gets really strange because you're introduced to the beginning of the movie you see like these mannequins and stuff that he or wax figures that he can make move because it's about a wax museum tourist trap that these kids start out driving down the road like oh let's check that one out right um he can make a move with his mind and then they start laughing, but they're not really laughing because it's in your head. So you think they're laughing, but they're not. It's really weird. But then randomly towards the end of the movie he grabs the guy he rips his arms his arm off and suddenly it's a mannequin arm and then he grabs the guy by the head and twists his head and it's a mannequin head i don't know it's really (laughs) weird and then it ends with the like final girl driving down the road with her three friends in the car in the convertible that had been turned into mannequins and they are still mannequins it was a bizarre film and i was like well I, like i finished it and i was like well that was interesting i can at least say that i finally got around to watching it <laughs> is that a major spoiler yeah that's a that's a pretty major spoiler okay so some somewhat tourist trash but <laughs> tourist trash. well yep all we watched was apes escape from the planet of the apes yeah i'll watch yeah. that what are you talking about yep i was pointing at you sorry listeners it's pointing at kindle we all four watched it before watching Rise, which I'm kind of glad. I'm only kind of glad. Uh, I'm very glad. That was that was interesting. It was weird. So very uh, weird. It was very weird. Let me tell you how that one came. Like I don't have any long history on it, but like literally, this is how the weeks after Beneath of the Planet of the Apes hit, Arthur P. Jacobs, the producer, right. s- sent the writer Paul Din a telegram stating, "Apes exist. Sequel required." figure it out and okay. that is how planet escape from the planet of the apes came to be yeah because the first one came out in 68 yep. there was nothing in 69 and then for the next starting in 1970 four consecutive years they released sequels mm-hmm. in a row yeah yeah so we watched beneath and that was a very strange thing Weird. and then this just this when it started off i was like what yeah like i didn't know what to expect modern day i i, I had i had know. an idea but i mean i'll and I'll, I'll tell you why later but like yeah it was just 
it was weird and the whole opening like with the scores like very hip and very 70s like nothing like the previous (laughs) scores and then you get like what a twist like the like the fucking (laughs) the apes come out (laughs) that was so 70s yeah (laughs) it is so 70s and so 70s that like they're celebrities like they were like sunny and Cher or something yeah i mean they were they were it but like some notes that i have I loved I loved seeing him before they started talking, especially whenever Cornel- Cornelius is like, I'm not having your shit. Give me the fucking oranges in the jail cell. Like, he just holds his hand out, like, come on. Um, the ape makeup they got right. Didn't the ape makeup look so much better than it did in Beneath? Like, to me, it looked as good as the first film. I guess, yeah, I guess so. I didn't. I feel like their reactions weren't still as good as the original. Really? Huh. I... Like it still bugged me because they it just didn't they didn't seem to have as much emotion. Hmm. Probably I, more than beneath. Yeah, more than beneath. Sure. I don't know. Uh, I I will tell you this is out of all the original Apes films we've watched, and this is probably my favorite Apes film that we've watched out of all of them so far. Oh, like I enjoyed this. I really it was a fun shifted dynamic. Like it knew what it was. It wasn't so. It wasn't so up its own ass for mm-hmm. lack of a better term like it was like we're gonna have fun with this and it was a fun film but it also was a really dark <laughs> film and especially the ending was seriously like zero's interrogation where she's given the truth serum and like we get those weird yeah. flashes like that was like yeah. a horror film it's really weird yeah. but like kim hunter like she, this is her best film out of all those so far. I felt like Azira. I felt like that was her best hmm. film, especially whenever she's not putting up with like the banana. She's like, I could, I loathe bananas, and like, yeah. she just has such sass in this film, um, and it's fun. It was really, really fun yeah. to to watch. It again reminded me of a very weird, just like felt like a weird Star Trek episode. Yeah, I can see that. Um, <laughs> and I was looking around at it, and like the poster. Posters or spoilers? Posters for spoilers back in the 70s because the poster gave away Baby Milo. Hmm. Like, it said, uh, it said, like, the government, the U.S. government now wants to take Baby Milo from Zira and Cornelius. And that was, and it was them on the poster holding Baby Milo with, like, soldiers on the side. Also, spoiler. Um, Who comes back? Spoiler. Oh, it's the monkeys in the thing. Oh, spoiler. She's pregnant. Yeah, I mean, it was strange. Um, it just, the movie relies heavily on your suspension of disbelief. Very much so. With them actually getting into outer space. Yeah. Happening right before the war. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, the gorilla that strangled uh, Dr. Milo looked like the worst gorilla ever. Ever. Not true. Like, I what swear about the to one c- from SpongeBob? I don't know, but like... <laughs> It looked like they bought that at like the the, the, costume <laughs> the toilet shop. store. Yeah, they, they something like, and they didn't do anything to help Milo either. Like, hit the motherfucker's hands, do something. <laughs> Instead, we're just gonna watch you die, man. We're just gonna watch you die. Yeah. Um, but Zira, I, I guess why I like this film so much is that Zira, Zira had an arc, uh, from the first film. Mm-hmm. She loved humans, and in this one, I mean, essentially, she turns into Doctor Zeus. By the end of the film, hmm. like she doesn't like humans anymore. She realizes they're bad. Like she's all these bad feelings towards them. They, she feels like they ruin everything. And I liked that. I liked that a lot. Cause you felt like, I felt like her character didn't grow for anything. And beneath the planet of the apes, mm-hmm. she was one note and she was there for just a moment. But 
in this film, I felt like she really she grew a lot and she went through a lot. Um, Cornelius, too, but not nearly as much. Yeah, I don't know. I liked that, and I liked that they had Roddy McDowell back as Cornelius and not the other guy. Yeah. Cornelius. So, I don't know. Yeah, it was I, okay. I thought it was okay. I had fun with it. I had it a was lot fun, of it. but it was interesting. Yeah, yeah, interesting for sure. Yeah, it was interesting. And that boy, that ADR at the end. That baby <laughs> I was monkey. thinking about that when we were. You were like the po- the the mid credit scene that we just watched, right? For uh-huh. Rise, I was thinking. I was like, I in my head, I was like, why are we watching the monkey say mama again? That's just where my head went. I was like, oh wait, wait, wrong movie. Yeah, that was that was like those people, the videos people make on Instagram all the time, where it's like forward backwards, <laughs> forward backwards, like boomerang or whatever they call it. Yeah. Oh jeez. Yeah. Oh god. So we know where it's going. Uh it'll be interesting. Kind of. Could be interesting. Yeah. So yeah, I'm which... glad I'm glad we watched Escape. I asked I asked to watch the next one for a very specific reason. What well because you... the next one's supposed to be very similar to this movie. Conquest. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be yeah. similar supposed... in a way to yeah. Rise. But I'm interested to see that one. Yeah, I'm curious. Especially after because I think this is a fantastic movie. Okay. And I've thought that since I first saw it. I believe Kindle might be able to correct me. I think I saw this in theaters. Seth has claimed that I showed him this movie after already seeing it. Yes. I don't know when we first saw this. But I want to. What year? 2011. That's the year before we got married. Yeah, I want to say we saw this in theater. And uh, I was blown away by this movie originally. All right. Specifically the CGI. Yeah. Because I saw yeah. uh, Avatar, which is the same effects team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Weta, Avatar looks good. Though. And it's just totally different. I was not super impressed by Avatar. Yeah. And then when seeing this, I was just like, wow. Blown away. Sorry. Well, <clears throat> I got a history, a short history lesson for us. Uh, and they get shorter as we go on. I've already, like, had some time at work, so I went ahead and did all the research for Rise, Dawn, and War. Wow. So I feel like I'm a step ahead for once. So 2008, Fox is said to be working on a new apes film titled Genesis colon apes. Concept for the film came from Amanda Silver and Rick Jaffa, who would later go on to be the writers of Rise of the Apes. Um, They were inspired by and fascinated by people who were raising chimps and other primates in their homes, not as pets, but as children. Jaffa had done previous research on genetic engineering and felt like blending these elements in a much more concise way than the 2001 Tim Burton film could be the apes movie that lived up to the original. After reading accounts of people being attacked by the chimps they had been raising, his vision came to a head, and as he and Amanda were already working with Fox, he asked for a meeting to pitch this concept of a very real and grounded apes film. Fox heard the pitch and revealed they had been actively developing an apes film since 2003 that had gone between a reboot, a remake, an alternative sequel, and a sequel to the Tim Burton film. And in other words, Fox didn't know what to do with the apes. So Fox gave them the go-ahead, and they then marathon and meticulously picked apart each of the previous apes film. And here's where Escape comes in. What caught their attention and imagination the most was Escape from the Planet of the Apes, specifically when Cornelius and Zira give a history lesson over the first ape who spoke. 
that ape was named uh, Aldo. Aldo, and his first word was no. Aldo was to be the main focus of our story, but the writers felt like they needed a more recognizable name from the ape's lore, so they switched it to Caesar. At first, the writers and Fox were unsure if this was to be a prequel or remake, uh, prequel to the original or a remake of Conquest of the Apes, um, or a new continuity entirely. Even when it leaked the film was, and the film was nearing production, most news outlets didn't know what to call it, and it was constantly mislabeled. Uh, and still to this day, just for the record, like, it's not so clear on what it is. Yeah. Um, I don't. I didn't know if you knew that or kept up with that. But. Yeah. After reading their the writer's description of it, like Jaffa going back and forth saying, "I don't know. You know, it could be taken either way. It seems right. like he doesn't care." And he, I, I could see it going either way, honestly. Like we did learn the story about Aldo mm-hmm. in the last movie uh, that we watched, the third part of the original series, which could just be a telephone issue type thing. Sure. Like lost in translation. Right. You could write it off as something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So at the time they were saying, well, unless something drastically changes uh, in 2008, this was going to be a prequel series. And then 3,900 years, Taylor or a version of him could still collapse on that beach yelling at the Statue of Liberty. Mm -hmm. December of 2008, the project was officially announced as Caesar. It was to be directed by Scott Frank and Scott Rudin was to produce. Frank then seized control over the script and rewrote it as a cold and hardcore sci-fi film that wasn't a remake of uh, Conquest, but a tale inspired by and a reimagining of Planet of the Apes, kind of like what Tim Burton was after. The one element that remained was the story would would focus on the apes' revolution. 2009, uh, Frank and Rudin left the project because Fox felt their script was too dark and cerebral for the summer audience and the ape franchise as a whole. In December, so now here we are, here we are a year later, December of 2009, the original writers of Silver and Jaffa were brought back to the project and went back to their original ideas. At this time, the Golden Gate Bridge and the character of Will's father was added uh, and developed into the script. March 2010, Rupert Wyatt is brought on to direct the newly retitled Caesar, Rise of the Apes. Rupert was sent the pre-Scott scripts and was excited by the upri- the uprising and genetic aspects of the script. At the time, Fox wanted the film to directly follow or directly tie to the original film and begin to suggest to the writers about adding in ancestors of Taylor and the other humans seen in the original film. Funny enough, Silver and Jaffa, Jaffa had nods in their earlier drafts, but were asked by Fox to take them out or tone them down entirely. Some of those initial nods included Taylor's ship being seen and Dodge appearing as a minor foil for the apes, which kind of happens. Yeah. Or at least a character named Dodge. Uh, Tom Felton's character is named Dodge. So the writers and Wyatt were able to talk to the studio out of these nods and to let the writers tell the story they felt would best serve the legacy of the apes. The film was then moved into active production and a new debate arose. CGI or makeup? Fox was torn, but at the suggestion of Wyatt, they let Peter Jackson's digital studio called Weta Digital take a shot at CGI apes, but not just CGI, motion capture. Motion capture. Much like had been what had been done in With Lord of the Rings. Gollum. Exactly. <clears throat> I figured you would appreciate that. Chill out. Uh, and Avatar. And King Kong. 
And King Kong, that's right. Uh, the heads at Fox were convinced and were still looking for their lead actor. They tried pu- uh, pursuing Shia LaBeouf, but he turned them down. And then they went after Tobey Maguire before settling on James Franco. Uh, fun fact, Andy Serkis, our lead here, and the guy who carries the rest of the films, only came onto the film one week before filming started. Jeez. He was at it the last minute. That's completely wild because his right? performance is so good. So, yeah. so good. Um, filming took place in Vancouver, Vancouver, and the most expensive part of the production beyond the CGI was the construction of the Golden Gate Bridge. They built one. They built a third of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly where you see them taking on the police at the end. Right. Mm-hmm. Terry Nordery, who worked on and coached the ape actors in the Tim Burton's 2001 film, was brought back to coach this cast. Filming wrapped in August of 2010 with nine, over 900 visual effects shots, so they allowed for a year of effects work to make sure the apes looked as re- hyper-realistic as possible. The release date was meant to be Ju- June 24th, 2011, that was then changed twice before settling on August 5th. To many, this seemed like a sign the film was going to fail. It was destined to film, fail and that Fox had no confidence in it. Because whenever you play with a release date, it's usually like, we have fucking problems and we're trying to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember right, Suicide Squad went through something very similar to this. Um, which that movie has a lot of problems. The title was also changed in April of 2011 to everyone's surprise to Rise of the Planet of the Apes. Again, this worried those keeping up with the film. The release date finally came, and to most everyone's surprise, it was a critical and box office success, making over $480 million worldwide. And there we are. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a debate about what year this film takes place in. Um, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, I never heard any of this debate. I just started reading on it and found a lot of different editorials on why it's this year over that year. Weird. Um, We do see a newspaper at one point. We do. And the newspaper, uh, has a 2016 date. Huh. Um, so... And Rupert Wyatt said that this film takes place around 2010 to 2016. He wasn't even sure. Uh, But Fox made an official timeline that puts the film at 2008 and The Rebellion in 2016. Oh, okay. What did you guys think about Rise of the Planet of the Apes? No, no, no. No? What did you think? This was your first time seeing this, and I'm really curious what you say first. All right. Uh, I liked it. Mm -hmm. I did like it. I didn't... I didn't have as much fun as I wanted to have with it. It's a very, uh, it's a very somber kind of film, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. It's it's fine. Um, the CGI, let's see, the CGI mostly holds up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was only a couple scenes at the beginning that I felt looked kind of weird with Mini uh, Caesar. Yeah, uh, but I felt like as he grew, he looked more realistic. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was only two parts I thought, and the mini Caesar was just, I mean, it's dated. Yeah. And they don't have anybody doing the mocap, I'm sure. No, they do. That, that's actually why I laughed is because oh. what they would do with mini Caesars, they had they had Andy Serkis playing mini Caesar, and then they would shrink him down. And we were <laughs> watching the movie, and he did something, and I all I could picture was the big Andy Serkis doing huh. 
doing that, I, I chuckled out loud because of that. I was like, oh, wow. But yeah. And the only other part is the ending, which I is a great scene, but the they're obviously CG trees that oh. they're standing on in yeah, the yeah, sunlight. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's just, it's a six-year-old movie. It is. Mm. Uh, but I mean, I, I really liked it. This has been on my radar to see for a long time because I was always like, I never connected with the old ones, but I like the Tim Burton ones. And I hear this is great. I like James Franco. Um, and I heard John Lithgow was in it. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, like this sounds good. I just hadn't gotten around to seeing it, but it's always like, I cannot tell you the number of times I've been at like Target or Best Buy and actually picked it up, carried it around, thought about it, and then like, <laughs> no, like I think I'll just wait a little bit. Um, yeah, like it's come that close, but I haven't done it. Um, but I liked it. I didn't like it as much as Escape. I had so much fun with Escape. I don't know. It was so goofy and more, I think, more my style mm-hmm. um, and more of what I was in the mood for that day. I was in the mood for something fun, and this was very somber. So, yeah, they can... That's, I mean, that's what I chalk it up to. Yeah, I feel in. it feels fun in a way. I f- have fun with this movie like I have fun with Batman Begins. Okay, I can see that. Like, it's a very, like, it's a somber action movie, mm-hmm. but it still has its quippy moments, and right. it's fun action. Mm-hmm. It is. And, I mean, like, the one problem, my major problem with this film, is that they didn't know if they were going to have a hit on their hands, like... I mean, much like they did Planet of the Apes with Tim Burton, and they left it to a very wide-open ending. Mm-hmm. I like movies whenever you're the first entry, you don't plan on 6, 7, 8, 9. Like, yeah. you have... It's one film, it's contained. If you get a sequel, then you have... You plant seeds within them within the, this film, but you do not make them obvious. Mm-hmm. So, that was my one... That's my one issue with the film. I feel like everything today, almost, is made as a trilogy or it's going to be something. And I just, uh, I miss the old ways of. of And I only felt like it was obvious with the mid credit scene. Yeah, I agree. Like I could see it ending just on a a movie note at the end within the forest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I didn't even know. Here's the thing. I didn't know about, I didn't know about the end credit scene. I knew what was coming because I started doing the research for Dawn and it talks about a virus. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, I was like, is that because like some of the chemicals, some of the chemicals broke loose or what? You know, you guys have all seen Dawn, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I haven't. Um, so I was like, okay, I was like, that's interesting. So when we watched that mid credit scene, I was like, a fu- like, I fucking know what that is. And I understand where that's going. And mm-hmm. it's kind of funny that it's the, it's the fucking neighbor that's going to contaminate the entire world. Yeah. And I'm like, why Ooh. is this guy a pilot with his temperament? Right. That shouldn't yeah. be a thing. No. Because, I mean, that guy would get pissed off at, like, the... Uh, one of the uh, the flight attendants and be like, I'm just going to crash this motherfucker down. <laughs> Get off my plane. Pretty <laughs> much. Uh, sir, we're 900 feet in the air. Here's a goddamn parachute. Maybe. Leave. He poked holes in it first. <laughs> he probably would. Man, that guy was the worst guy on earth. Yeah. He was. He was terrible. Like, he was chasing after Caesar with a bat. That was, that was bad. Um... I felt like the opening just for a summer film, they wanted some like, and after reading and doing the research about like how they didn't want something dark, 
like the opening of the film i was like if this wasn't considered dark what the fuck did the other guy write <laughs> yeah. like because the opening of the film is just so dark and i was just like wow i was like well, that's a that's a tone setter like mm-hmm. yeah I it really d- is i did like the bright eyes callback yeah there's a lot of callbacks yeah. in there like apparently if they t- the if they toned it down i can't imagine what it would have been like yeah i mean i felt like then it would have turned into like a family guy or because well, you mentioned like tom hall not tom hall felton. i keep wanting to say felton. felton his name is dodge landon yeah he's named after both pilots yeah that's yeah. how is that not obvious mm. and then we get him we we did mention uh i mean we can try to go through the movie linearly but we mentioned in the 2001 how it felt forced with all the redone lines. From yeah, the original. yeah. But this, it I, wasn't terribly forced. I love Tom Felton quoting. It's a did mad you, did you like that? Yes. Well, yeah, the madhouse thing. It didn't seem forced, and then mm. we get the actual "get your paws off me," which at first you're like, "Well, they actually did that," but you didn't. You don't really get the time to actually think about it mm-hmm. because right after that you get this. <laughs> intense moment the the peak of the movie almost yeah yeah i uh i i didn't didn't mind most of the callbacks the the line didn't feel awkward it took me out of the movie just because i i think because we've been watching all these fucking movies um so it took me out a little bit but it didn't feel awkward like it did in Tim Burton's, oh, like, God. Tim Burton's, it was terrible. Like, get your paws off me, you damn dirty human. I was like, what, are we really <laughs> doing this? You know, like. No, Tom Felton, I thought, delivered it really well, too. Yeah, he, he did a really a good. He's a good bad guy. He yeah, is a good he bad is. Guy. But he felt practice. like, he felt like he was doing, a, like, a downsized version of Malfoy in this film. Yeah, that's why I mean by uh, he's had practice. Oh uh, well, I know, but I mean like it, it like I don't know. Maybe it felt, I just it felt a little don't too, a little too on the nose as that wicked. You know, sorry, say that one more time. I guess I don't really view Malfoy so. as that bad. I felt he's like a spoiled he, little brat. You know that, but has, he does like, mean things. He's a rich kid. Yeah. He's a rich kid, yeah. But like, he's not like he's typically issues, actually man. torturing anyone. I know? don't feel like he necessarily tortured anybody in this film. Just animals, yeah. But I can see him torturing. I, I mean, he does want Buckbeak killed in yeah. the Harry Potter All right, y'all, movies. we're not talking about this. Sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Spoilers for let's move Harry forward. Harry Potter. But I, I just they're very like, similar. I, I understand. I didn't hear. I didn't see I didn't Malfoy hear, at all. I saw him, but I did hear somebody joking about uh, him getting the casting call and being like, "Hey, we got a role for you. Don't worry, I don't have to do any more Harry Potter movies." But everybody's still gonna hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Speaking of no, like him, uh, I felt like him. we almost spent yeah. too much time at the sanctuary, and it kind of dragged the movie a little bit. Hmm. I um, liked it. I liked it. It was fun to see a too. summer movie. So like this was a summer film, and I was looking at it with that prism. Uh, it was nice to see one that was so contained, mm-hmm. and it's not like what we, what, did we, what did we just see the giant beam coming up from the the earth. You know what I mean? Like it's not like world ending shit. It's very and well, usually it will be later. But I think I've said this before. Usually contained movies make me feel bored. Like especially that's the reason I didn't like the Hunger Games is because it's all in one location most sure. of the time. Get over yourself. And this, we're in that the sanctuary for 
most of the movie probably, or at least a we're, third. Yeah, the we're in for like a good third. To, and yeah. I don't mind it at all. No. I love getting to know these apes, and it's so – it still blows my mind how much I enjoy it because they're not talking. Right. <laughs> no, they're not at all, and I didn't mind that at all. Like that didn't yeah. that didn't bother me. Uh, it just felt like we spent a little too much time there or dragged mm-hmm. it or something. I don't know. Something about it just felt slow. I like that though because it made it feel if it would have been faster then it would have felt weird to me because mm. okay. that's a big like yeah. jump that Caesar makes between like True. when he gets there and then yeah, when he the feels very realistic the watching him yeah. climb the ladder at the sanctuary right. right let's see what other notes do I have uh, James Franco yeah, we can start up early. Like we get to know, we get to see James Franco, and I think he does great. I was I love Seth, his, his. He was performance. mentioning he loves James Franco, and I love James Franco, but usually just as a straight man. Like I don't really. Right, I didn't, not really into like the. I didn't like I lo- Spring Breakers oh, or other sides uh, of sexuality. The uh, the stoner movie. Pineapple Express. Express. Could care less for that one. I love that one. <laughs> Spring Breakers was just very meh, but it was fun to see so him weird. in something so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? I mean, he was great in Alien Covenant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. His performance is <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. I love this straight, straight man. Um, really, though, like, what all. Tristan and his old. That's old. I don't even remember. I'm trying to think of what movie. all he's done. Interviewers? Isn't that one? He did a movie. The Interview. Yeah. The Interview. I, I liked that one. It was. Raunchy as can be, yeah. which is very online with like Pineapple Express. Right. Because I was such a big Spider-Man fan, I was excited to watch all the actors go into other movies, and so I watched a movie called Flyboys, and I liked it then. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's any good now. I remember that one. I, I yeah, I was working at the theater when that one I came think out. It was f- French War, something. Yeah, like that. something like that. It was it was a it was a fun, decent like little time period so, yeah, piece. I liked the flying so, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, oh. I don't know. He kind of goes. I, I n- did notice he goes. Uh, One hundred twenty-seven hours being Harry Osborne to Norman Osborne for this movie. <laughs> he does. He becomes the mad scientist. He yeah. kind of does. Um, which, in his lab, I, I there was that little uh, that callback: the apes, not monkey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that we had just gotten in uh, Escape oh, from, yeah, from yeah, the yeah, Planet yeah. of the Apes. Like, I was like, oh wow. Um, and yeah, yeah, and there's very you can, it's very parallel to Taylor's story in the original movie. You're watching Caesar yeah. in these cages, and I'm you get him being mm-hmm. hosed down. Yeah, it's very much, very much an interesting reverse. I like the Alzheimer's approach. Mm-hmm. I felt like that definitely grounded because I was wondering the whole time. I was like, how do we, how do we get to talking apes? Like I knew nothing, mm-hmm. knew nothing. Um, I don't remember the trailers ever showing us. I don't remember the trailers showing us anything about how the apes began to talk. What I do remember from the trailers is the gorilla jumping towards the helicopter, mm-hmm. and that's the one image that sticks with me from all the all the trailers. They kind of make it seem. Me and Kendall watched it. Uh, they kind of give it a little creepy vibe after mm. he goes away to the sanctuary because it shows the scene of him like standing over their bed. And then stealing oh. the canisters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Just, yeah, it did because it has like ominous music. Yeah, it which does. it wasn't meant to be that way. I did not expect it to be Caesar to come into Will's life as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I don't know what I expected, but the last thing I expected was the one 
bright eyes going crazy because of a baby and right. all that. Yeah, that was that was in very very cool. Um, very interested that there's a security guard uh, firing into a room of investors. Yeah. No shit, right? Like yeah. I was like, uh, <laughs> maybe a taser, but like they're not... standing right behind. This yeah. Ape. <laughs> yeah. Not not. Not the smartest guy. No. no. I mean, that's why he's the security guard. <laughs> he's either the toughest or the dumbest. And no offense if you're a security guard. <laughs> no, but then, yeah, I, I love the montage of Caesar growing up. Climbing. And we get, we get yeah. the voiceover. Yeah, climbing through the seasons. Like, that was mm-hmm. such a beautiful scene. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I didn't quite understand Will's relationship with the zoo to get Caesar fixed up because I think if you yeah, call the zoo either. and saying I need to bring my pet chimpanzee in to get worked on they'd probably take your chimp they'd be like oh yeah sure and they'd take your fucking chimpanzee yeah I couldn't tell I thought he knew her at first but then he asked her out on a date so I'm and like, it made so me feel like he know her? yeah it made me feel like he didn't I, that was kind of unclear maybe um, he knew her manager maybe I don't know uh Maybe his ins because he, you know, gets so many chimps. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that's where they came from. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Or he could just say it's oh, it's from our lab or something. I, I come up with a hundred different lies for that. I loved that. See, C- okay, so I loved Caesar's interaction with the family unit in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Will's dad, played by John Lithgow, was fantastic in the film. Like he felt, I've seen people with Alzheimer's, and like he felt like. Like he really had it. Like it was, uh, it was very, very good. Yeah, his performance of it, um, and how he starts deteriorating and Caesar saving him. It was a great scene, but it was heartbreaking at the same time because I was like, "This is where it, you know, you know what's coming. Yeah. You know, this is and this where is all probably changes. my favorite movie that destroys me because every time I watch it, especially now because I had my grandmother." Uh, died two a year ago, and she had Alzheimer's right before. Yeah. And the saddest part, she had dementia. She had dementia. So uh, also mind yeah. deteriorating <laughs> disease. But the saddest part of watching something like that, in my opinion, is not watching them go through it because they're not really understanding mm-hmm. of it, but watching the loved ones like my mom having to deal with that. Yeah. And so then this movie it just destroys me seeing james franco's character watching his dad and then having to watch caesar being taken being away. taken away and then being thrown into this environment that he's never been used to no. so i i i hate watching this movie but i love it i yeah i like during the scene where he has to leave caesar and caesar's like very very heartbroken i was just like need to go home and and cuddle my cat dry. <laughs> yeah. like, like, that's the first thing I did when I loved you. I was like, I was like buddy, I love you. I was like, you're never going to a sanctuary. <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about? Just don't bite the neighbor's finger. Damn, your cat learned how to talk. Did you give him some of that stuff? Right. <laughs> no! <laughs> Which, that, let's talk about that. Um, his, I liked that he didn't have, he couldn't just say no. I like I like that it sounded painful mm-hmm. for him mm-hmm. to speak, um, and that was something I was very curious about. Like, how do you ground a Planet of the Apes movie and allow them to speak, mm-hmm. and showing him learning and it being incredibly painful? 
but only learning after he had been exposed to the second dose, the 13. Mm-hmm. I like that it wasn't just a simple no. And even his delivery at the very end of the film where he says Caesar is home, mm-hmm. like that was very, very good and felt like he was having a hard time speaking. Very breathy. Yeah. So Caesar in the sanctuary, like he gets beaten up. Mm-hmm. What did you guys think of, uh, was there any standout moments in that? Before um, he takes over, uh, any his any time any of his time in the sanctuary, like the one that, oh, wow, uh, whoa, oh if my I god, get, he did it. I if need I groceries, you need groceries. Yeah. Um, says the one moment that stands out to me, my favorite moment of the sanctuary, uh, and I wrote down, I was like, did you see something? I think not. It's whenever Brian Cox is leaving, uh, you know, the owner of the mm-hmm. place. He's leaving, and he looks over, and all the apes are yeah. looking at Caesar, and they're just standing there, and then they scatter, and Caesar's just staring at him like, say something, old man, say something. <laughs> You're crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's like, go tell everybody. They'll laugh at you. Why no. do tell that? Yeah, my probably most standout moment is when he releases the gorilla for the first time. Yeah. I mean, befriends him. That was, yeah. I still, I think it's when he screams no. In the sanctuary? Yeah. I think that's, I think that's the obvious one. But yeah, it's the obvious one, but it's still it's just that, that like... so good. Oh. It yeah. just <laughs> takes your breath away. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Like they del- like I it. thought they delivered that perfectly to where it didn't seem odd. Yeah. It's just cool. I mean, from doing the research, I figured his first word would be no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was curious where that, would, where that would fall in the movie, if that would be like the end cap or what. And it felt very much like the description in Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Huh. Right? Yeah. yeah. So oh. that made I it even more. I think about the cookie scene. The cookie scene? Cookie scene. When the cookie scene was fun. Yeah. It's almost he's like, he's he, like awesomely terrifying. Yeah. He gives one to the one guy and he's like, okay, now you do it. Like, and then stands there and watches. Watches him. Yeah. He's creepy. He is creepy, but he's got to show his dominance because that that previous male was the dominant mm. ape, which we get no other Rocket. ape names in this. Rocket. Yeah, he was Rocket. Oh, that was Rocket. Okay. They're on there. Yeah. Yeah, some of them are written on their cages, but uh, Maurice references his name. Okay. Like, yeah. why are you nice to Rocket? Right. Why Cookie Why? Uh, yeah, why Cookie Rocket? Why oh, Cookie yeah. Rocket, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is a Cookie Rocket? I was like, <laughs> I, 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 I was like, I know what cookie robots are, yeah, but I what are cookie you rockets? To, you have to pay attention because he does when he's looking at him across from him because their cage is right across. You, s- you see rocket written I see. on it. I missed that. Uh, How yeah. dare you. Um, I'm assuming that, I mean, I know some of these people stick around. Mm. Um, Koba? Koba. Koba was pretty pretty intense fucking guy. Scary. Yeah, how do they not look at him and just be like, oh, that that one's evil. I think even Caesar would be like, nope, like not for you. Haven't you seen Scarface or The Lion King? The guy is missing an <laughs> eye, has a nasty looking something on his face. Like, Well, they said that just he's turn been him back. Turn him back. Like, so they humans, test on him quite a bit. Humans did that to him. Mm. Which is still fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, he carries over. Um, yeah, I, ca- I caught that he... That was how I knew his name. is because I caught that he carried over. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was uh, that was something. Rocket carries over too, right? Yeah. I thought so. Rocket and... Rocket is actually Koba. played by the... Uh, 
by the coach, uh, the guy who's giving every, who gave everybody uh, hmm. ape lessons. Terry Notary. Yeah. Oh, he does bright eyes too. Does he? Yeah. Yeah, he's right. He's uh, Rocket and Bright Eyes. That's cool. Which I mean, I wonder if Andy Serkis hadn't be, hadn't have stepped in a week before filming, is that the guy who was going to do Caesar? I. It wouldn't be the same. No, it wouldn't, because Andy Serkis knows how to like. Oh my gosh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, he knows. Yeah, me how and Kendall he... watched behind the scenes, but this was, was not any on the Blu-ray, but we found some on. Uh, There's YouTube. nothing on the Blu-ray. On, no. But there's some on YouTube, and uh, it was that cookie scene. They had the cookie scene, and we saw just some actual B-roll of the uh, the mocap stuff and them talking about it. Crazy different. He's just so impressive to watch. Like Mm -hmm. watch him actually doing the role. Like he's convincing just by himself. Like that's not a human, (laughs) right? Because I mean, and he'd done. He's incredible. He had done King Kong before, so he had been in the ape family. But to still think a week yeah. before, yeah, he came he in, just kind of slide right in like nothing, um, and put on. Such I think an he did better than the guy who did Rocket. Yeah, Terry Notary. Like um, watching the two of them and just that scene, I could see complete difference. And that guy is no facial features, moving like an ape, and Andy Serkis is playing the part. I'm gonna I'm gonna sidestep for a second because this has been on my mind. Slide to the left. It doesn't apply. Well, you you don't have you don't have a PlayStation Four or Vita, so it applies to you. There's this awesome game called Volume, and uh, it's a like a futuristic telling of Robin Hood, and you play it kind of like a Metal Gear stealth game, and the villain is Andy Serkis. Oh. And de- he would record his lines for Volume while he was filming Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Like he would film them on set. And then send them over. Oh. So. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. It's a pretty cool game. It's one of my favorites on Vita. Love Robin Hood. Yeah. You, you would enjoy it. So, anyway. Um, so, we go on a little bit. Eventually, the apes all break out. And they go to... They have this huge battle on the Golden Gate Bridge, which is fantastic to watch. Especially, like, how Caesar strategizes. Yes, those were good strategies too. Yeah, like those were very. Whenever they were all climbing under the bridge, I was like, "What the fuck are they gonna do?" Yeah. I was like, "Are they just gonna hide? Like, is that what the plan is?" And I understood the ones going up could jump down. I was like, well, "What are the people on the bottom doing?" And of course, they all just pile up at the end there. I didn't. I just wonder where the next film goes in scope, because those woods that that he's in are only so big. You'll see. Um and. I mean... Well, you can say that about any woods. Any yeah, woods are only so big. Only so big, but I mean, uh, it just it doesn't... For a movie coming out called The War of the Planet of the Apes and a movie called Rise of the Planet of the Apes, we don't have a planet of the apes. We have, like, the woods of the apes. <sighs> just wait till it's done. Yeah, you'll wait till you'll, 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 you'll catch on in the next one. the rise of it. It was the beginning. Now you've got to see the yeah. dawn. Uh, wait till dawn. All right, I'll wait till yeah. dawn. But dawn doesn't sound like I'm gonna Dead get. Dead by dawn. I was I was <laughs> thinking about it today or yesterday. It was interesting that they didn't go with the title before the Planet of the Apes. That mm. seems like it would have fit a little better. Yeah, but yeah. it is the rise, though. I mean, it's both. It's a very yeah. small rise, I guess. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's you like get a, you're, you get a twenty you're, minute rise. You're getting just a little tiny capture of the rise. Yeah, 
Yeah, and like Dawn, the, the head coming up. Dawn makes it sound like you're not going to get the Planet of the Apes either. It's more like we're a little closer. And of course, War for the Planet of the Apes makes it, makes it sound like okay, like this is the we're going to win the planet. This is but it. I guess in the span of two thousand years, according to the other movies, right? Then yeah, yeah. But on that note, the when they're crossing the bridge, I think that's a very iconic visual. Mm-hmm. I get a bunch of those in this movie, like. One of my favorites is when they're crossing the trees and you just see the leaves falling oh, yeah. love around that. the paper boys. Yeah, and the jogger. That was awesome. Yeah, and then uh, obviously Buck jumping into the helicopter. Yeah, which Buck. was really <laughs> touching. And, like, they gave that scene away. That was the one image I remember yeah. from the trailers. Um, like, but I don't – you only saw his back. You never saw his front, right? Mm-hmm. So you didn't see him get shot. But as he's getting shot, I was like – you're surely dead. <laughs> like, you have to be dead. And for, like, the star moment of the trailer to be given to an ape that's not even going to be here for another film, I thought was interesting. But, yeah, it was it was a little touching moment. Like Sad. It was sad. It was I just sad. remembered Caesar killed a guy. What? He killed, he killed oh. Tom Felton. Yeah. Yeah. But which kind of backs it in. I don't think, like, oh, I don't think he, he didn't understand no, he how didn't. electricity works. Yeah. And, I mean, the... Uh, the fact is, like on the bridge, Caesar knows not to kill, and that yeah. was uh, that was a nice callback to ape not kill mm-hmm. ape or ape not understand why yeah. man kills man. You know, that was a, that was a fun little nod. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're talking about Buck the gorilla. I'm sure nobody in the world probably got this, but me. But whenever Buck, wow, you have a high opinion of yourself, man. Man, wow. Jesus, just wait. Just you sit just down. say it, because I bet you I thought it. Okay, well, whenever the gorilla runs up to the cop on the horse, um, and he's trying to take the cop down, and the cop's like hitting him with a f- with a stick, it just made me think of Ernest versus the troll from Scared Stupid. Okay, you're right. You're very right. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just None like beating on that. him, and like and yeah. like the gorilla kind of like shakes his head and like goes after him again. And I was like, that's like fucking Ernest versus the troll in the truck. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. And and all around, like, the tree. Like, that's exactly what it made me think of. The end of Ernest Scared Stupid. Huh. See, I told you. Nobody (laughs) would would think of that. It's like Psyduck. Nope. So, I was very surprised at how little James Franco played into this film after about 45 minutes, halfway through it. I mean, it really becomes Caesar's film. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we get James Franco wanting wanting to take him back and shit, mm-hmm. but like, I mean, there's a good stretch where we don't see him for a long time. Right. And then at the end, how Caesar's just like taking off and doing his own thing. See ya. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, where does that leave? I'm very curious to see like where where it leaves that relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go watch it. <laughs> we will soon. Um, I'm we impatient. Will. You are very impatient. It's all right. Uh, those are, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I'm very, very, very excited to see the dawn because, like, I've heard so much that that's the best apes film to date. Yeah, I don't know if I like this one or that one more. I haven't actually. We we recently bought it, realizing that we already owned it. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen it outside of theaters. Uh, I have not yeah. either. Yeah, that's the Same. thing. I, but no, I, I saw it twice in theaters. In theaters. You went and saw it twice? Well, uh, first time was with Everett and Kendall. Hi. 
and that was free because my sister let us in. Do you remember that? Oh, Hell yeah. yeah. I remember no, when I your sister was working. Yeah. So she let us in because I remember Thanks, we Aubrey. were, uh, I think we were at like a thrift store. She's or a long time like listener, that. so I said things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then um, the reason why I saw it the second time was I went to see a movie for free uh, just because mm-hmm, my mm-hmm, sister was working. Mm-hmm, and then by the time that movie was over, it was only going to be a couple hours till she was going to get off work and I was going to take her home anyway. So mm-hmm. then I was like, oh. Might as well watch Dan Don of the Planet of the Apes Dana again. Pran- so Dana I, I went in and watched it. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. It, it's good. it is a really good one. I like to think that they all tie in for now. For now? Yeah. I enjoy that. And I guess. It'll just be curious to see how long they take these films. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we do, this, they do like goes. give us that with like the newspaper, the Lost in Space mm-hmm. and the. There's yeah. something else, a news on TV about uh, the astronauts. Yeah, there was, but the thing, there was the, the takeoff of the Icarus or whatever. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is that that happened, that movie's dated. They traveled in 19, they give their year, something. 1979 or something mm-hmm. or 78. So th- that timeline doesn't line up. Unless the Icarus was just now leaving and the Lost in Space reference was from bef- long bef- from 1979. Maybe, maybe. We could guess that. I mean, if you can try were. to zoom in and read that fine print on that newspaper. Sure. That would make sense because he said... I like to think that. They that's were reported my, missing before he actually my fan left theory. So, I... Uh, you, uh... I brought something. And mm-hmm. this, is a, this is an awesome old book that I've had for many years. And uh, it's called the Video and DVD Guide, and it's reviews of films, and it tells you if they have a DVD or not, uh, or a VHS or whatever. And I mean, there's uh, over this is more than eighteen thousand movies on the Gandalf? front. Yeah, it's two th- from two thousand three. Yeah, Gandalf's on the side. Yeah. Well, well, well. Um, you so realize we have the internet now, right? Yeah, we. This have is the before. <laughs> this is before all that. This is before like the internet was as fast. It was before IMDb, and I found this at. Uh, I found this at Barnes. Uh, no, I found this at Borders, and I was like, I just like I had to have it. Um, but it rates things on a scale from like Turkey to five stars. But uh, I was gonna read the. Uh, some of them are great, some of them are not. But like, Escape of the Planet of the Apes was simply escaping the nuclear destru- destruction of their own world and time. Intelligent simians Roddy McDowell and Kim Hunter arrive on ours. This third ape entry, apes entry makes wonderful use of the Strangers in a Strange Land theme, which turns ugly all too quickly as humanity decides to destroy the apes. Rated G. And it got uh, it got three stars out of five. And Beneath the Planet of the Apes, I think, got a turkey. <laughs> I don't know which one I liked more. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't really know either, to be honest. Oh! Alrighty. Seth? Yeah. What was your favorite scene on the of Rise of the Planet of the Apes? Cookie scene. Uh, Kendall oh. takes the cookie scene. <laughs> which we already talked about, I guess. Yep. Uh-huh. I like Great it. Scene. Wait, wait, before we do this. No. What's pop, it? pop, pop, pop. Wait. He's banging on the cage. What, is, uh, what does it have on Rotten Tomatoes and all that? Uh, they ain't no Rotten Tomatoes forward. They're all great. We got an 81% from critics. Yeah. Uh, certified fresh and a 77 from the audiences. I like it more than that. Hmm. 
Yeah. 20, Can I vote? 23%, uh, I guess, gave it a negative review from the audience, peoples. Interesting. But only 19 of critics. And the director had only done one movie before this. Really? What Called, was... hold on, The Escapist. Oh. What's he gone on to do? The Gambler, Captive State, Turn, uh, and then a couple television episodes. Hmm. Pilots. Stuff I ain't heard of. Gotcha. I've yeah, heard of Gambler. So it's a different director Oh, wait. For the, the last one I said, Captive State, is next year. Hmm. So he's only done three movies in his career. The next one is Matt Reeves, and he did both Dawn and War. Oh. Well, I like Dawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wobbly. Uh, I mean, I really love the movie as a whole. I'm trying to think of it. I know I really love the no scene, and that might be it because you know that no. scene is just a, yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> uh, Kindle, Kindle did a really good impression there. I also really love the bridge scene, mostly because I'm just so impressed with the tactics. I'm just so impressed with that, that bridge. That they used to like fight the police, policemen. It's a, it's and the, a bridge. Wait, the bridge which one's your favorite though? Uh, which tactic? No, which one's your favorite scene? My God, you said two. Uh, <laughs> and if you say the no scene, you have to do the impression. Yeah, yeah, you gotta do. No. It. <laughs> that still is that. No! That was bad. Your turns. I already hurt my throat <laughs> doing it the last time. <laughs> you sounded like, no! That <laughs> 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 was more of a Yoda. Uh, no! Is that good? No? That's good. No? No. That's pretty good. No? No. No. Uh, I'm going to go with the no scene. Okay. I just, that scene's just so... <laughs> I can't do that Good. one either. Because <laughs> I'd never seen any of the other movies before watching this one, and that one was the one that just made me go, "What the hell?" <laughs> it talked. <laughs> yeah. You were that. You were the guy in the. With I the, was with the, the guy. Gun, yeah. The yeah. The, yeah. So that one still is the one. They're like, "Sorry, buddy, you're on your own." I liked. Hold on, wait. Before we go further, I liked how Caesar didn't hurt the other brother because the other brother was nice to them. He stopped him and like was like like he was nice. He like he gently put him gently in the put cage. him in the cage. Like I'm sorry, I got to do this. I liked that. That so was a nice. He's touch. a great guy. It was. Yeah, what a it good seems man. like he's not a bad guy. That's the thing. Like we don't have a clear bad guy in this film. Yeah, we do. Jacobs. Uh, yeah, Jacobs is a bad guy. I think he's Landon's a bad guy. Money. He's a bad guy. I mean, Landon's a foil, but he doesn't feel like a villain to a film. He doesn't feel like yeah, a prime. Okay. I don't feel like this film has a primary antagonist. Uh, all humans. I don't feel, I disagree. You think Jacobs? Uh, I guess what Jacobs, saying? just because of Koba. Uh, he's mean, definitely... He's not a good guy. No. But he, he's not like out there like, I'm going to find you, Caesar, and yeah. I'm going to fuck you up. Well, he becomes that guy. So. He becomes that guy. He's all about that My dollar. Dollar, dollar, dollar bills. bills. Yo. Whoa. Dollar, dollar. Dollar, dollar. <laughs> Caesar, he tells Caesar. him that multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> he literally says it's, it. It's played back kind of like Mama. <laughs> <laughs> Mama. Dala. My favorite scene would be uh, Caesar climbing through the tree and the seasons changing. Such a beautiful scene. Mm. It's a great scene. That is a good scene. There's a That's lot. A this is so emotionally strong. This movie makes me feel. Yeah, because right after that it, we it, get the caller moment oh, yeah, that's yeah, big yeah that's so it tears me down with but then it has like, those my scenes pet, you know? no. and then uh, even the ending the ending to me feels a lot like the ending of most of the harry potter movies 
Like mm. they end on a like B- a bittersweet, hopeful, kinda. but like bye bye guys, like, like the we'll sun is setting again. type note. Do you yeah. guys ever want to do those films here? Um, Maybe yes. someday, one yeah. day. Do you remember back whenever like I like after number three, it was not certain what they were. No, yeah. we were no, too young. Man, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't actually. I would have been heartbroken. Go if I to. I didn't actually like them until the third one. I never got to see Same. them in theaters. Like, wow, I saw really? it in the theater, and I'm like, like the I, first one was fun. It was a fun adventure film. Like I felt like I went places, kind of like I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. I liked it in that regard. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing about the film that I really liked. The second one, I didn't care for all that much. Wow. But I the third that. one. The third one, I that's kicks your ass. That's my it? favorite. The third one is like so much fun, and I'm like, oh, that girl's really pretty. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> you were that age. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was the <laughs> yeah, same age we as were. I watched uh, the Sorcerer's Stone as soon as that one came out, and then I watched Chamber of Secrets as soon as that one came out, and I wasn't even allowed to read or watch them, so like that was oh, a big yeah. deal to me. But then when the third one came out, that was when Hermione became hot. <laughs> you know, isn't that the one where she punches? Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. oh. Yeah, oh, that girl punched Because I wasn't, you know, I never really <laughs> noticed until <laughs> that one. <laughs> yeah, she did what I wanted to do. After but, the third uh, one, and things, weren't, things were not certain. Hmm. That's weird. Well, interesting. I don't, did we get a favorite scene out of Kendall? Yeah, yeah. we did. Cookie scene. Okay. Cookie scene. Yours? Um, my favorite scene is when the apes are climbing over the bridge and attacking the cops. Okay. Like, start, so starting sad. at the gorillas I bet you're pushing, glad that that, I changed my pushing that bus. I love that, that, that visual. It yeah. looks so mm. cool. And then they jump over it. Or no, first the horse comes around yeah, the Caesar bus. Caesar comes. Yeah. That's awesome. I just love all the different battle tactics that they use in there. There's just so. And then cut it off right before Buck dies. Yeah. <laughs> because that that kills me. Sad. It's it's like watching sad. King Kong again. <laughs> oh yeah. Spoilers for King Kong. Why does this? What is the gorilla? Almost 100 year old spoilers for King Kong, a movie that was made how long ago? 1933. One of them, 12 guys. years. Here's my question. Though. All right. <laughs> this is getting a little too into it. I like it. Buck is the only super gorilla. Yeah. So how are they going to proceed for gorillas to become that intelligent over time? Oh, I had this thought in that because at first when I was going through a movie before they go to the uh, zoo, I'm like, they have one orangutan and one yeah. gorilla. Now so they can mate. This they go? three orangutans. They can mate, and the, the serum the, gets put at down. At the battle on the yeah, bridge. but only one of them has the yeah, serum. Yeah, well, only, only oh, Maurice okay. was the, a super... Virus. Yeah. Maurice is Maurice. our single smart orangutan. Once they free them all, then I was like, oh, okay, we've got more now Yeah, from so the they zoo. can mate and but then yeah, that's pass what, it down. But yeah, that is an interesting thought. But, but... Like, are they gonna... How are... Because... We can't do. Are there gorillas in the really. other films? I don't remember. I don't either. I would also assume that probably, probably, probably that probably remember. Caesar has more of that stuff. That's I, that's what I've heard. Some people. Well, they did go back to a bunch of it in the. And they yeah, they did go back to Genesis. Yeah, there was a Genesis. Uh, hold on a minute. I wrote this. What down. did I say? Genesis. There's a prequel novel called Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Planet of the Apes Firestorm, um, and it takes it fills in the blanks. Of the two films, detailing how the apes grow and it sets Koba uh, up as the villain for Dawn, uh, as well as it talks about Spoilers. the world's reaction to the apes after Rise, uh, and that was released in May 2014. A book? I w- yeah, it's a book. It's a novel. I was going to tell you guys about it next time, but 
You've all seen it, but good job spoiling yourself. You know, it's I don't really care. <laughs> I like to read the ending of the book before I read the beginning of the book. I like to learn about the journey. You're one of those disgusting people. Yeah, I'm one of the weird people. <laughs> You're one of those freaks. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, I right. love that battle scene. That's my thing. Yeah. I love it. My mocap is uh, that scene specifically. This was the first time, at least, Weta, which they're the leaders in mocap so right. i would imagine everybody this was the first movie they did mocap in daylight oh, interesting. like outdoors wow and it because they couldn't do it before right did tons of work on it too they like structured the apes by bone muscle fat and tissue Whole nine yards that's so cool to make sure it looked so real and it worked and the move next movie is even further Present. Yeah, I've heard that like impressive. the next movie is almost like the Uncanny Valley. Yeah, seriously. I watched the. I like, think it's as close as we get to the Uncanny Valley so far, even with like our new Disney stuff. We were at uh, I don't remember what movie we were at. We all went to see recently, um, but uh, there was a preview for War of the Planet of the Apes, mm. and it looks. It looks so real. Like, there's a moment where there is, I don't know who it is, but there's an ape outside in the mud as the rain is coming down. And Caesar. it. What? I think it's Caesar. Okay. Were you the one? You, I think you were the one who watched it. I didn't no. watch it. Okay. I watched it. I would have plucked my ears. All right. Somebody was in there with me. I was. Okay. Seth was. But it looked so real. Mm-hmm. It looked so, so real. I was like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stoked. And tomorrow. Last uh, last week we went to see Baby Driver Kindle on the way. Asked me, so are you excited for next week? Because we had a show on Wednesday, yesterday, yesterday, and I was like, yes. And she's like, do you think there's gonna be a lot of people there? And I'm like, uh, we'll probably go on Friday around nine. And she's <laughs> like, what? The show? And I'm like, oh, I thought you were talking about Spider Man. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very excited about yeah, Spider Man. I saw you got the new box set. Yes. Did you yes. see that it has the editor's cut of yes. Spider-Man Three? Yeah, I'm very We're interested excited to, see to see what that. that's like. It's uh, they I I've read they take they take a they rearrange stuff, they take some stuff out, and they put in some stuff. Cool, because mm. I don't like that movie. You know what? I um I don't hate it. I I never I want to watch all it. three of those. Soon. I've never hated it. I actually I don't know. It's been a while I, since I've watched yeah, it. Yeah, I need to watch it again. But I remember whenever it came out, I will tell you that I liked it just as much as the others. I had a lot of mm-hmm. fun with it because it was the goofy side of Sam Raimi that I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, But I haven't watched it in years. See, I was not expecting goofy Sam Raimi. I was expecting fucking awesome Spider-Man. You were expecting like the 1994 cartoon, right? So I, I don't know anything about that. Um, what? It's a great but I was series. like, it's gonna so be good as Spider-Man, and then I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what? Why is he dancing? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is happening? Emo. Emo. I love it. Emo man. Thank you everyone for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, join us next week um, with Actually, not next week. On Wednesday for Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, If you subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast app, you'll get that instantly as soon as it goes up Wednesday or Thursday. And then after that, uh, the next couple weeks, we'll be doing Dawn and War. And then we'll have Atomic Blonde. This month's going to be fun. So 
Uh, subscribe, tell your friends about it, leave us a review on iTunes, and uh, hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash pod, twitter.com slash pod, and on Instagram at geekcinema. Yeah, just at geekcinema. There is no pod on there. Uh, but pod is on geekcinemapod.com, so go to our website and say hi, give us suggestions for movies you want us to go over, and check out all of our old podcasts if you haven't heard them all. See you guys next week. Or Wednesday. Sorry for missing that lineup. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom.